Hello and welcome to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. In this episode, I'm talking to Liam and we're discussing all things music. You can support the podcast at Kofi.com or follow the link in the show notes. To contact the podcast, it's talkingdaduk at gmail.com or at talkingdaduk1 on Twitter and Instagram. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Not too bad. Yeah. Keeping busy? Yeah, between work and expecting baby and trying to push out some podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know the feel, but I've not been working that much, but the podcast, in fact, I don't, I'll say that, I don't have a baby. I don't have a baby on the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm really, I'm trying to steal your thunder, but I don't know that much about any of it. I just had a bit of work and some podcast stuff. Right, I've got yeah. a dog, which is hard work. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've to, got two dogs already. You fucking just jumped me over the, straight away. So a little um, a little bit of a different podcast episode this time around. Something I had a little think about um, and something that I thought I could use as a solo episode at some point in the future if I was struggling to get guests on, etc. So we're going to talk about music. Who better than the podcast whore himself? <laughs> A third of Let's Talk About Nothing pod and also a third of the band's Young Decades. You have a threesome, aren't you? At the moment, yeah, we're we're waiting for a new drummer. We've got as soon as soon as we're allowed back in, we've got rehearsals taking place. So it will be a quartet again. But at the moment we're a threesome. Okay. So that was a good little intro for you. That was a good I'm impressed because nobody knows that we haven't got a drummer at the moment. Yeah, well, I pay attention a bit sometimes. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> <laughs> More than most. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So what's been happening lately then? What have you been up to? A little catch-up. Um, the podcasting side of stuff's been, because we've all had so much free time, that's been keeping me sane at the moment, to be fair. We've been doing stuff with with other podcasts, like you say, I'm a bit of a podcast for at the moment, trying to guess on as many as I possibly can do. Yeah. We've been getting guests on. We're going to get yourself on there in the future. Um, and then we just started the YouTube channel as well. So that's been interesting, trying to teach myself a little bit more around the editing side of things and the video creation side of things. And excuse me, then um, I was probably, then I probably, I could do a little bit, but not not to the level that I can do now after like a couple of weeks. And I'm still not great. And then the music side of things, that's just kind of ticking over at the moment. We're, we're in a really good place where we started effectively as a lockdown band. You know, we started last August or we released the first song back in August and we've been pretty consistently re- like recording from home or, you know, doing whatever we can do throughout lockdown without being able to play any gigs. But we're, we're really sort of getting numbers like we've never really seen before, like listenership. We're, probably by the time this comes out, we'll have hit 100,000 listens on Spotify, which is amazing for oh, us. Right. Wow, yeah. And yeah, so so because of the recording, because we've been so writing so heavily, even though it's not as nice as it would be in a studio, we're still managing to release a song every nine weeks, which is tiring, but it's but it's good. Yeah. So we've got a bit of a backlog at the moment. So we're just waiting. Um, um, we released one about four weeks ago. So with this next track, I'm I'm really looking forward to. What was the one? For, Four weeks ago, what was that called? That was Let You Down. Ah. And then this next one, if the schedule's staying the same, the next one's going to be called Sinner, and that's one of my favourites. I should okay. say they're all my favourites, but this one particularly is one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. This is just edging up there towards one of the favourites. Yeah. They're, yeah. All good. they're all good. Go and listen to them. That's what you should <laughs> yeah. say. They are all good. And my, my go-to Landry fell whenever he introduced the band to someone, I'm like, okay, well, what's... Who's your favourite band? And I say, oh, Led Zeppelin. I'm like, oh, perfect. We sound just like Led Zeppelin. And they ask someone else, like, oh, who's your favourite artist or band? They're like, oh, Michael Jackson. Oh, we sound just like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not Michael Jackson right yeah. now. We, but... we, are, we are a Motown band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we sound just like the Jackson 5. You should go check us out. And then that guarantees at least one listener that will go and, go and check us out. Just, so. just pop up on your numbers, yeah, for your stats. Yeah. Exactly. I was, um, I listened to you on the episode you did with across the pond podcast was it oh yeah thanking yeah so i listened to you on there because i saw you advertising it um and then i heard you were saying about the band who would you most sound like and you were sort of saying killers Mm. yeah 
I was listening to a little bit last night while I was cooking in the kitchen because that's where I do all my listening to music pretty much, unless it's late at night with my headphones on when everyone's gone bed. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, you've got a wombat's kind of sound. Do you reckon? I'll take that. I like the wombats. I suppose uh, they have like, sort of synthy quality, haven't they? Yeah, I can't. I'm not not um, a massive wombats fan, but I know who they are and I've listened to them years ago. Yeah. I can't. I can't tell you when. Uh, a point in time on their time scale of what where you sound like them, but definitely mm. I've heard some similarities in in it. Yeah, I mean, it's not something I'm the same as you. I, I used to really like the Wombats from like back in college and stuff. I've not listened to them in years, but I can definitely see that that comparison coming through. Now you mentioned it, it's not really something that we've we've thought to use them as much of an influence. We're thinking we tend to think. As, as a basis, we go sort of like classic rock bands or like, you know, like Led Zeppelin or people a little bit out there like Bowie. And then we've got yeah. this sort of like synth pop influence, which you wear like the Killers. Yeah. Why, why are we sort of suggest the Killers? Because they've got that sort of underlying synth tone throughout certainly the fir- the earlier albums. And stuff like Future Islands and stuff like that as well. They're another band that's, that's that kind of draw a lot from. But yeah, I'll take the one back. They're, they're, they're a great band. <laughs> I can, def- I can definitely hear a mixture. Um, hmm. Maybe it's the vocal. Maybe it's the vocal I'm picking up on is, is similar. Yeah, yeah, um, I can get that. I don't want to offend anyone in the band, but that was, it's a compliment. It's just what he's, I heard. He's, he's not here screaming, even if you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll take that. And then they, you know, maybe it's because they've got such good backing vocalists, you know, which is where I come into the group. I mean, like when I think of a band, the first thing I think of is how good are their backing vocals. So, wow, there you, you go. Know, being That's a being a very amateur guitarist back in the day, <laughs> playing in school, playing in school bands, <laughs> wanting to be a lead, but was always better as a rhythm. <laughs> um, Hey, you're talking to a guy. You're talking to a guy that's made a living off bass. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, in my head, it's it's lead, rhythm, bass, and and I was always kind of I got stuck in. Um, I think you you were in the band at one stage, weren't you? In, yeah, the, yeah, in school. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. So you were bass then, and I know Aaron from the pod as well was. He was a bassist at one t- one stage. I think everyone like it's like you know the those who can't teach teach PE, those yeah. who can't play play bass. Basically, <laughs> that's what it yeah. comes down to. As, as a bass, like, guitar's too hard. As a bassist, you're like you can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, everyone thinks it. I can yeah, just say yeah, it. yeah. From school, I studied music. I was going to go to college and 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 carry on studying music, but I I didn't because I chose to go and do a job um, instead. But now, getting back into the podcasting and recording, editing, going through all that, I'm kind of reliving what it was like sat in the old music lessons and and sat in the music sort of bungalow yeah. on your lunchtime. Bungalow, God, music yeah. Bungalow, yeah. Mrs. Jones. Yeah, sat, <laughs> sat in there on your break time or lunchtime and just messing about with music and, and editing and recording and playing, usually playing mm. too loud and out of tune that we got told off. And we had to turn it down. But... Um, <laughs> That's kind of this whole podcast process is taking me back to that. And and I spoke to a couple of people recently that I spoke to that, that were in the band and we went to school with and stuff, and they're still playing music or recording, producing, whatever. And I realized that I should have gone to college and done that course, done that music course. Yeah, I'm um, the same. I wish I'd done more, well, more in the music theory side of stuff I'd, I'd be interested in doing, yeah. which I appreciate a lot more now than I did. When I was that age, I wish I'd look more into that. Yeah, I'd wanted yeah. to be just be on stage and fuck about, basically. I wish I'd learn more when I caught, you know, when I when I had the chance to. Well, whenever I watch sort of music documentaries and stuff from bands that I like and things, I always think, yeah, being in the band and being that guy on the stage would have been amazing, mm-hmm. um, and everybody aspires to do that. But then, in practice i probably wasn't that good or i could have been but i wasn't that committed i had other outside influences that took over and i didn't take it as seriously as i should have done practicing so then yeah 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 (laughs) 
going out and getting pissed, yeah. <laughs> Which is very important if you're in a band. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not the most important thing. So I was too good at that and not good at playing. <laughs> um, but then when I watch these documentaries, I look at it and I think, actually, I, maybe I could have been a manager or a sound engineer or th- there's loads of other things you could have done. Hmm in the music industry or business, including being in a band and stuff that, that you sort of maybe you, you would have looked into and learned about had you have gone to college and done that course, it might have opened up more avenues for you. Um, we still do stuff like that, though. Oh, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all going to be sort of self-taught stuff and, and that hmm. kind of thing, you know what I mean? And, and gone are the days where you look back to sort of 70s, 80s bands and they were just a struggling band playing playing pubs and clubs up and down the, the, mm. their local area. And then just some random business guy comes along and says, I'm going to be your manager, gets everything signed over to him. And next thing you know, the tour in America, they've had a hit album and yeah. that kind of stuff. That that doesn't happen anymore, does it? It's all streams, online, that kind of stuff. It's different. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously music is a massive part of my life still, mainly listening now. But um, that was one of the ideas for doing one of some of these episodes is speaking to people. We're still talking. The idea of the podcast still runs through each of these episodes as talking dad or keep the conversation going between people. But um, the sort of theme of these are going to be around music and what sort of influences, first albums, first gigs, who who got you into this band or what, what's your first sort of recollection of, of music type of thing and how has that yeah. changed from then to now? So I suppose you've talked a little bit about your music influences in ter- terms of the band, um, mm-hmm. but what about your sort of first music influences, where it started for you? Mine was, um, it's weird because my family aren't particularly into music. So I kind of had to find that myself. But the first one that was was my uncle, and he he was a huge Michael Jackson fan, and that kind of set me off. Where like, Michael Jackson was was the guy. Yeah, as an artist, Michael Jackson's kind of been bastardized a little bit now because of you know everything that's happened, whether it's true or false, whatever you want to say. But there's there's still a little bit of a stigma around it. But back in the day, and I like. We had this conversation on Let's Talk About Nothing a while ago now. And I was saying, okay, yeah. I can kind of, it's weird because some artists I can't, but I can kind of separate the man from the music with Michael Jackson because he was that much of an influence on my formative years. Even to the point where um, my, my old best mate was like a next door neighbor and his mum made me a sequin glove. Amazing. So I used to fucking go around wearing that all the time. Nice. Um, and yeah, and I still, I still listen back to his music and think, oh my God, this is just like, the best pop music that's that's ever been made. Have you ever seen? Then, have you sorry? Have you ever seen that YouTube clip of when he was performing live? And it's a really old recording that's been sort of updated and sort of I don't know if it's in HD or not now. But um, where he first first pulls out the moonwalk and like yeah, and and the crowd just go absolutely crazy. All he has to do, all you have to see is one of his shoes come onto the stage underneath the spotlight. And the, the crowd just yeah. go absolutely wild. And he's not even done it's, anything. It's fucking unreal. Like, as a performer, as an artist, you know, he was just outstanding. Oh, you're making me go back and want, want to watch Michael Jackson videos. <laughs> well, I don't, as a podcaster, not like one of my thoughts was like, I would just like stick a vinyl on or something and then I sort of review it as it's playing, but I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> it's one of the, I've, I've, you know, we did that once. Because we were pissed and we were playing Iron Maiden. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just just one of those drunk things that you do. So if we ever get big enough that it gets has to get taken down, number one, I'll be pretty happy with myself. Yeah. But um, you can play some bits because if you look like a YouTube video, there's so many people that review music and stuff on there on YouTube. But yeah, I don't know what the rules are in America. It's different licensing laws than it is over here. If you If you're in like... If you want to go to a pub and they're playing music, they need a they need a PRS license. Yeah, um, I don't know if it's the same for over here. For, for, not for over here, but for podcasting or anything. Yeah, you yeah. should look into that because that's, that's a good idea actually. You, you know, even if it's just like like if you're having these conversations, you know, it'd be cool to like, oh, this song changed my life. 
let's play it, you know, just put, play a snippet. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know if that's something that's legal. Yeah. Not legal, but, you know. Um, but so Michael Jackson was like the earliest. And I was so like, not, not like a muso. Like I'd flip and change, like, as, as, I suppose as kids do, but like every cool song, I was like, okay, well, that's my favorite artist now. Yeah. Like it could be Enya might have had a hit song. <laughs> I'd be like, Enya's my favorite artist. And in actual fact, I've never listened to an Enya song since Sailor White. <laughs> um, so, but like my dad would play, the only thing I remember my dad playing was he had a meatloaf tape in his car. My mum liked Motown. And then it kind of goes into like when you're at school, I guess. And I remember like rap and stuff was big, but I was never really rap into rap that much at young age. I was more into like my rock and stuff. And the thing that made me want to an instrument, which is really sad, was Fallout Boy. But it sounds really sad now. Well, at the time, Fallout Boy were a cool band. This has gone back a few years. Kids. They were a popular band, uh, yeah. They were, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's thinking they were a good band, but they were a popular I, band. I, I was into them as well. My uh, my cousin came over. He lives. He's from Chicago, and um, it was been like two thousand and five or something, two thousand and four maybe. And he's like, oh, there's this really cool band. Like, I'll send you a CD. And this is before they got like massive. And I like, and probably one of those like. I was into them before you things, but like I kind of held on to them because yeah. no one else seemed to have heard them. And then they suddenly started gaining some traction and got big over here. So they were kind of like, okay, this is, I want to be doing this. Like music's cool now again. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, I may be going well too deep in terms of like a brief history. But then I, from that, I went into more like, like classical, like rock music and stuff like that. Whereas now I'll listen to pretty much anything, like whether it, sometimes I listen to jazz, sometimes I literally listen to classical music, sometimes I'll listen to whatever. But the, it's weird, the, re- the thing I listen to least frequently is like rock music now. Right. Strangely. Like, and I, I love going to like a, a concert or whatever or a gig, but I don't listen to it as much as I probably should do. What I listen to mostly now is stuff like hip hop and rap and R&B and even a little bit of pop as well. Yeah. Because what I tend to find, I gravitate to more. It's like a groove or a hook or something, and particularly a drum beat. I like like drums are kind of what what does it for me now. Yeah. Um, and that started with stuff like the Wu Tang Clan, and you know, to an extent, Beastie Boys, and so, you know, people. I like things that do things a little bit differently, which is what you get more often with stuff like hip hop. Yeah. Stuff that really sounds a little bit left field or early whatever. early hip hop like nineties. When you go back and listen to it, that was all. It was all samples of other music, wasn't it? But it was yeah, it was different. And as a kid, you probably didn't listen to it in the nineties because we're not that that old. But certainly by the noughties, as we're calling them. Um, yeah. <laughs> then then we would have gone back and listened to it, wouldn't we? Or if you had older cousins or friends or whatever, you would have mm. you would have gone into it then. Well, it's weird though. But at that time, like obviously we were born in what ninety one. So in the early noughties, there's something like people like 50 Cent and the game. And Eminem I was always a big fan of, but yeah. I don't really like now. But I wasn't that much into into it back then. I, one I forgot was dance music was massive as well. Because my brother, me, me and my brother Stephen said, oh, when, when I'm 18, he would, would be 28. We'll, uh, we'll go to Ibiza and become DJs. Yeah. Well, he's, he's 40 now. <laughs> it's not quite happened yet, but I'm still holding out hope. It's a backup plan. Yeah, yeah, you know. So that's my next step. Once I've once I'm done with podcasting, done with, <laughs> with the band, I'm gonna be a DJ and see I, might lose my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, there's a chance. Um see I was I think like you say around that time, early noughties, fifty cent was massive. I was listening to fifty cent and I'd oh I'd listened to Eminem. Um quite got heavily in listening to hip hop and stuff and rap. And even the UK grime stuff, Dizzy Rascal and stuff, when when he was out. Yeah. But you know what? I think I've seen Dizzy Rascal more than I've seen any other artist. Yeah, it's because he's purely at every single festival you ever go to. He's playing. Absolutely, it's always a good show. I saw him. I saw him live once in Birmingham, and it was a decent show. Yeah. The coolest thing with with hip hop gigs is because the drums are usually like sampled. If they have a live drummer on there. It's like the best drum show. It's like a metal drummer that they'll have. Yeah, yeah. So they'll have like the double kick pedals and it sounds fucking massive. And it's like, it's another different sound to what you'd hear on the album or whatever, but it sounds so good. 
I saw um, Public Enemy yeah. a couple of years ago, and oh my god, it was just going from obviously what they what they usually play to having that that, that rhythm section behind them. In it's just outstanding. The one thing that kind of gets on my nerves is when you watch a festival, and obviously they've only got short slots, haven't they? So if you get somebody yeah. on, and like literally all they can have is their own backing track, and they've got to you put their vocal over the top of it live. Yeah, I don't like that because sometimes you can still hear the vocal from the track, and then you, yeah. you, you hear them getting out of breath, and then they stop. They stop rapping or talking or singing, and you can hear it in the background. I'm just like it's a bit lazy, but I, see, I find that with the pop singers, I'm like, you're literally just saying like two words every verse. Yeah, and you letting the and fair enough, you're doing dancing as a show, and you're doing more than just singing. But you're letting your come on, you're letting your own song play in the background, yeah. and you're not doing anything to it, and no. you're supposed to be a live gig. When, like you say, when you get them rappers or hip hop artists that bring a live band with them. I always think them gigs are, are the best. And yeah. I listen to now, and I've done for years, a lot of Yellow Wolf, who started off as rap, hip-hop, but now mm. there's a lot of influences from country music and rock. And he always tours with a live band. Yeah. And that's the same thing. I saw him, well, a good few years ago now in Manchester, but it was a live band with a, um, a guitarist who's gone on to do his own stuff now. Um, country, like country music but it was a really good gig because of that live band yeah. behind him um, and the energy of it just creates like it's just like it was a small gig I think at the academy I think it was and it was you you just had to be in the mosh pit because the whole gig was a mosh pit you couldn't get out of it because it was a small gig yeah. but because of the live energy of the band they're the best gigs though aren't they as well when yeah. it's tight I've been to gigs where, with people that love a mosh bit and sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm up for it and sometimes I'm like, actually, I want to watch these. I'll just stand back and have a beer. But yeah, them, them gigs that I've been to where you can't escape the mosh bit because the gigs, the venue's too small. <laughs> I've probably been some of the best. Come out <laughs> next morning, you wake up with a couple of bruises and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> one one thing you should do if you want to get into the music industry in some ways, become a promoter because there's no good promoters. I was thinking when you were saying like, oh, I couldn't remember the word. There's no good promoters anymore. So go and do that. How do you mean? Um, How do you mean to promote? So someone who, you know, there might be a a, a show playing, let's say the boxing, it's not there anymore, but the boxing crew. Yeah. There might be a show playing. You could be the, the promoter for that gig. You don't get, most of them now, unless you're a signed band, they're like effectively pay to play. It's like you can play if you sell so many tickets and yeah. you, know, you do all this. Yeah. So the promoters actually don't do any work. They just book people. Yeah, so we need yeah. promoters back in the industry. So go go and do that. So you you just um, you're just a booker that's pretending to be something else, aren't you? You just yeah, click a button, fill a calendar in, job done, make a phone call. Exactly. Let the, the fuckers let the band do the rest on social media. That's that's how it's kind of gone, hasn't it? It's like mm. the, I mean, the worst one we did a gig in London, and um, that was one of these things. It's like okay, well, you get paid on basically like probably there's something along the lines of you get paid on however many tickets you sell we didn't i don't even think we knew at the time we were just like oh yeah we got, we'll go play this gig in london not even expecting to get paid anything just which is stupid in its own you know its own thing because you know know you're worth a little bit yeah you know you're yeah. putting but so three cars drove down there so time money and petrol costs and stuff Coming back on the same night, parking, which isn't free anywhere in London, is yeah. and it's fucking expensive. Yeah, do this gig, and it's an all right gig. And we've got you know a couple of, of friends down there, and um, it's we've packed up and we're leaving. It's like, oh, good show, mate. I'm like, oh, nice one. It's like, um, I've got your money here. I'm like, oh, didn't know we were getting paid. Great, and he hands me a 10 pound note. I'm like, you're taking the piss. It's like, it doesn't pay for one of our parking spaces. Like, just, just keep it. I don't even want your fucking money. Was that? <laughs> Ten pound each, or for the no, whole no, band. No, ten pounds for the for the band. Wow, I was like, "Are you fucking for real, mate?" Just, just no. It's like it's one and a half pints. I suppose. Like, what are you going to in London? In London, this? yeah. I suppose because I've never got that far. So, at what point as a band do you start to think we're doing this now? We, we we're not. We're still doing it because we love it and we like we enjoy making music, but we're trying to take it to the next level. And part of that is 
paid gigs or getting your name out there. At what point do you draw the line and say, I'm not going to just going to go to a random gig that I know like that experience isn't really going to gain me much other than maybe one or two extra fans or extra listens. Mm. And, and we're going to sort of kind of target the audience a little bit or go to gigs where you know you're going to get a fair fair deal. Fair work. I mean, we had this, I can't remember how it came about. There was, we were fortunate enough to get some, to have conversations happen with different people in the industry. And we had this, this chat with one of them. Oh, no, this, this, that was it, sorry. So we're currently, we got, we got approached by this, government grant called mass this time last year probably um just as we were starting up no it must be sorry sorry it must have been in august the first song had been released and um, so they heard the song got approached by this this government grant and we're like look we want to we've got this grant want you to be part of it it's got industry advice and you know free rehearsal time free recording time for a year so we're like yeah sweet sounds up um and one of the industry advisors was like just just don't play those gigs like you know right if you're a good enough band say we're gonna like yeah if you get approached say yeah this is our fee have a fee and the fee can vary depends on you know the the venue size or the size of the gig that you're going to play like just this is how much you cost to play and if they're a a serious promoter or a serious venue then they'll pay that because they know they're going to get the return from it yeah so when gigs do start coming back up there, there will be a little bit of that i guess but you still got to do the shit work as well. You still got to do the shit gigs. And sometimes it is just for whether it's for practice or whether it's just because you want to go and play a gig. I mean, I'd go play a gig tonight for, for nothing happily. You know, it is not all about the money. Don't get me wrong. It's just that Lunder gig. It was like, well, ten, you, what good it was a tenner. You've got, you've, <laughs> you've got the outlay and you haven't sort of gained anything back from it to, to do that. Whereas if it was, somewhere a bit more local that's cheaper to get to um, Manchester or Liverpool, for example, mm. that have got decent sort of music, music scenes, even on the smaller scale. Yeah, then yeah. You, 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 it wouldn't have cost you as much and whatever you, whatever you got out of it would have been more worth. Well, the thing is, it was not even about the, like the monetary outlay because as I say, we went to this gig not expecting to get paid. Um, it just we got paid because we happened to bring a couple of people down, but we just wanted to play in front of a room full of people, and it was a, a well stocked. Obviously, we weren't the only band playing, yeah. So it was a, a well stocked room. There's plenty of people in there, so we got what we wanted out of it. But when he, like ten pound is a, a nothing. It's kind of an insulting amount, and not to say that we deserve more money than a tenner, but that's two pound fifty a person. Yeah, <laughs> like just give. I don't want it. Like it's it's not a pint. Couldn't even buy yourself a sandwich with it on the way home or something. It's just yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a bit of like a, a fuck off. Basically, <laughs> I don't, I'm not taking you that ten pound. Uh, yeah, I think I did go back and take the tenner in the end, but <laughs> fuck it. Well, it, yeah, it's pe- it's petrol. It's petrol, at, at, yeah. at least for one of you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, do you remember the first album you bought or the, the album you were given? Oh. Um, the first album I've still got it was um, Thriller on a vinyl. Oh yeah, and it doesn't play like it's. It was scratched the fuck when I got it. Yeah, I just never wanted to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember. I think the first the first thing I bought was the Spice Girls tape. <laughs> um, so we probably don't want to talk about this too much. <laughs> um, I think it was the first time I bought something like a Spice Girls tape or something. But then I had a paper round from when I was 12. And I just either buy like video games or music with it. Just every, yeah. it was like yeah. what, 15 quid a week. So sometimes I'd save or sometimes I'd just go buy. I think HMV had like two for nine ninety nine or two for 15 quid. So you just go buy CDs and just buy CDs. And I just got a, a, not that was, a mum and dad shared. I've got a, a, a huge box just full of CDs. Like, can we get rid of these? Yeah, I'm like, I might use them someday. Even yeah, I definitely won't use a CD ever again. Probably. I've, I've got, I've got loads of CDs. I used to do the, the same thing. Any money I earned, but when I was a sort of teenager, was buying CDs and music at the old um, HMV that we had in town, or Zavi as it went into yeah. before it shut down completely, and uh, or I'd 
you know, sometimes I'd borrow a friend's CD and never give it back or or just use my dad's old stuff. But forget, you'd borrow a friend's CD, then you'd burn it. That's the best thing. Well, yeah. You, yeah, yeah, you do that. <laughs> yeah. I have got, you know, the spindles that you used to get the spare discs on. He's got spindles yeah. of them somewhere with stuff stacked up that I'd like uh, mixtapes even though they were CDs yeah. uh, that I'd made of random songs. Um, that used to be, sorry, that was used to be the cool thing. Me and um, Dr. Chris, who you had the, on the other week, yeah. we used to make, I don't know whether we thought we were like producers or DJs, but we'd make like mix CDs and then we'd do like a, a clip art front yeah. cover for the yeah, case yeah. and like track listing on the back and stuff. It was eight. Yeah, or if you were, like I used to do when I was going, whenever I was going on holiday, I used to make one of all my favorite songs on a CD. And then I used to take like, you remember the, the portable CD players? Yeah. Used to they take were just that. like any, every single step would skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I used to take one of them with me and a couple of these mixed, mixed CDs I'd made. <laughs> but yeah, I've got, I've got a couple, you know, like the big bags for life. I've got a couple of them full of CDs and they are in storage from when I moved house because I haven't even got a CD player now that will play them. No, I don't think I do. I think I threw it out. I think what well, I think one because I've started because I got back into sort of records and and mm. I took a couple of my dad's old records because he doesn't use them anymore and they were just gathering dust. So I thought I got a uh, one of them, you know, as everybody was getting a couple of years ago, the portable uh, vinyl oh. players. Yeah. So I got one of them for Christmas off the wife, and then. I needed some records to play, so I borrowed my dad's old ones and just kept them because he never used them. And then I was on eBay and buying some, and there's a That's record. a rabbit hole you can get down in it. Oh, I went down that hard at one stage. <laughs> um, but you don't know if they're genuine, so you don't know if they are original or not, and they advertise them. But I, I wasn't spending loads of money on them. I just wanted the record to listen to, like yeah. stuff, stuff like uh, Black Sabbath, uh, Motorhead, uh, Pink Floyd. I just wanted the old, I wanted the old stuff that my dad yeah. would probably listen to or my uncle and, and bands that I've started listening to more and more as I've got older. And uh, there's a couple of decent record shops in Macclesfield and I worked there for a period of time. So every dinner time I'd be in there. Mm. Uh, they have some really good stuff in there, actually. Massive mixture in, of genres and bands, but could have spent a fortune. Charity but, shops are good for it as well. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, I'm thinking one day, if I ever get around to sorting my garage out and creating a bit of a man cave in there. I'm going to have some decent speakers, uh, like an amp, I'll have a, a, a turntable in there, I'll have a, a CD, a, yeah. a tape slot, I'll have the whole kit. And I can, I can put you, me see all my CD collection. And, <laughs> and a and, giant bong. <laughs> <laughs> and, and me vinyls all together in there. And I could just go and sit in there, lock the door and listen to it. It'll be soundproof. Um, that's the dream for like the podcast. Yeah. I can move it all into there, and it can be a bit of a permanent fixture. I'm not yeah, even close. I'm not even close yet. Um, and then I could start trying to play guitar again as well because no one will hear me. Hopefully, if it's soundproof. So, <laughs> uh, and then I, I, we bought um, my son a little guitar for Christmas that you heard See? a little clip. You heard a little <laughs> clip of, and. Uh, because he kept trying to play mine and they were just stuck in a cupboard and he'd bang them about everywhere trying to carry it around the house. So we just thought, we'll get a cheap one. You can have it for Christmas and he can do what he want with it. But then eventually I'm thinking I might get, some, get him some lessons and I might, oh, yeah. I, might, I might join him at some point and do a couple <laughs> of lessons just to get started again. And then I can make use of a couple, two guitars that are sat there doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's so um, hard to get back into like, because as play bass, forever that was the one I picked up but like you have to dedicate so much time into it yeah like I, I, I only used to know a few chords I wasn't ever very good at, uh, at all at guitar um, but I've got one and I pick it up every now and then and play a couple of chords I'm like I'm just so bad at this like, and I've had ample opportunity to but unless you you actually sit down and take that time take an hour a day or whatever you can yeah. you can spare to do it it's a commitment isn't it mm. well I always I can still play the chords now that I knew back then years ago, but they're only basic. I completely forgot them. <laughs> they're only basic chords, but five or six chords that are probably in every song you've ever heard. So yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're useful, and I can still play them now. But I still go through the same sort of rhythm as I did with the same chords. But I my problem was I always wanted to learn that the what I thought was the best part of a song. 
<laughs> and I used to do that for every song I liked, and then I never really learned the rest of the song. And I always used to say to my dad, "Can I get a new guitar, or will, will you get me like this guitar that I've seen some yeah. somebody playing a band?" And my dad was like, "When you've learned a song from front to back, <laughs> and you can play it without stopping, you can have a new guitar." But I always used to just pick out the good bits of a, of a song, the little riffs that I liked, and I'd play that, and I wouldn't learn the full song. But now I can't even remember any of them really. Um, so that's, it, that's how so- I did it. Was um, I just I just played entire albums through. Yeah. It's a lot easier to do on bass than it is on guitar. I don't hear yeah, wrong, yeah, but yeah. I just I think it was like Fallout Boy and Artie Monk because he's just I just learned yeah. every single song, and I do like. Con- I'd stand on my bed and do concerts for yeah, my dad yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Put a blazer on because I thought that's what rock stars Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fucking, I, should, I wish I was 13 again. Oh, if I could do it, if I, I could do get it. away with it now. If I could do it all again, um, I'd be good at guitar now. <laughs> <laughs> you have so much spare time as a kid or as a teen that literally you could lock yourself away in your bedroom rather than playing video games or doing whatever else you do. You could uh, <laughs> learn to play guitar, but put your hands to good use. <laughs> <laughs> My hands, got, I'm not going, not going, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> well, I should have said that back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stay away from that. It's a, it's a bad habit. Uh, <laughs> who was the first gig then? Do you remember going to a gig as a kid or yeah, was it was he, were um, you a bit older? No, I went again with Dr. Chris and I still got the t shirt. Uh, his mum and dad took us to an offspring gig. Oh, it was nice. Amazing. Um, we were in like, was it the Apollo that had the balcony? Manchester Apollo that had the balcony around, or was, that the, was it the other one? Two, two years. Yeah. Um, could, have been, could have been the Apollo, because it closed down, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. And now um, you've got you've got the Academy 1 and 2, I think, now, aren't you? With, with no yeah, upstairs. So I, I think yeah. it was the Apollo. Yeah. Um, so we were on the, we were quite close, to, we were on the balcony on the far left-hand side, and um, yeah, that was a great gig. I, the only thing I can clearly remember, though, is, is Noodles was the guitarist, not the drummer, wasn't he? I think. Whoever. The drummer, like, you know, has to do through the sticks off the stage and, like, yeah. lobbed one at the balcony. And he's like, it's coming right towards me. And like, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah. And then Chris's dad's like, apparently he's going to fall just a bit below me because Chris's dad just jumps up and twats it out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> like some kid in front of me like goes to grab it he just snatches it off the kid <laughs> I hope he's still I hope he's still got it because number one because well, he stopped two kids from getting that yeah. drumstick yeah uh, so yeah that was the first gig uh, I've been I, you know what I, I used to I went through a phase a few years ago of going of gigging a lot I, I'd love to go back more because I haven't been I haven't been a gig well, obviously over a year yeah but um yeah. what's yeah, well, who's yours my first gig, I think, <laughs> my first gig was The Darkness. Oh, nice. The Darkness are a class band, like, he, well, still. That, that first oh, album came out and, and they, they skyrocketed, didn't they? They were everywhere. Um, then they fell off a little bit then, didn't they? But they've, the stuff they've come back with recently, I've, I've dipped in and out of and had a bit of a listen to, and it's it's not bad. It's probably better than the first but really? album they did. Yeah, it's... There's more to it. There's more substance to it, I suppose. They've still got the daft vocals and and high pitched stuff, but music musically wise, it's it's not bad. Um, so that was my first gig. I think the Offspring's probably slightly better as a as a first gig. <laughs> but um, we were. Oh, I went with my dad. It was an okay gig, but they. I don't know. They, they must have. They must have toured. They must have done the circuits and stuff before they got signed and everything. So they must have yeah. had a. They must have had an engineer and a sound, but it was their gig, and they were the worst sounding band out of the three. Really, there was two support acts. Um, oh, I can't even remember the support acts now. It was Asher band? Yeah, Ash, 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 were, Ash were a great band. Ash was Ash was supporting them, and they had a really good sound. They were like on just before the darkness and then darkness came on and the sound wasn't amazing but um it's justin hawkins in it the lead yeah his his guitar lead guitar on the solos absolutely cut your ears off it really? was it was so loud and so high pitched and mixed between that and his high vocals and singing i always <laughs> remember me i always remember like even if i mentioned it now to my dad 
and it was a good few years ago, he'll say that was the gig that cut my ears off. (laughs) 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 It was was of the time. So, you know, I like that band at the time and I always, I'll always remember it. I've still got the t-shirt in a suitcase somewhere, probably in the loft because I I always bought gig t-shirts and never wore them um, after, (laughs) after a certain point. So I could always remember the gig. Um, So that was my first gig. What was your, what would you say your best gig was? That's real tough. Um, I've had it, tried to think about who it was a few times. There are, there are a few like memorable gigs that really stick out. Like, um, I say, I say it sticks out, but I have to think about it. At yeah. the Libyans at Leeds Festival, because that was like their comeback gig. That was really good. Rage Against the Machine for their yeah. last gig. I think it might have done more since, but at the time it was the last gig. Yeah. Was really good. Any Young Decades gig. That hasn't been one yet, but any Young Decades gig or colour. Definitely. The day. <laughs> um, I'll tell you one was um, Muse, who I'm not the biggest fan of. Yeah. But musically, they were just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, absolutely amazing. Just sounded like... And I was pretty, like wrecked off a couple of things at the time but i remember like thinking to myself that these like these are like robots they're so tight and just so spot on yeah 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 do you know what i'll tell you what a band that i have got a sort of similar story was i don't even know how it came up we were supposed to go and watch i always used to go with my dad um so every couple of months he'd like like treat me to go to a gig and stuff that's what we used to do but we were meant to go and see somebody else. And for whatever reason, that gig got cancelled and we had like that money set aside. So he was like, well, is there anybody else on that we can go and see around the same time? And we ended up going to see Jamiroquai in, oh, Bir- amazing. in Birmingham. Yeah. And I wasn't massively into them. I know a few of their songs just because I've heard them on the radio, but I, probably, I don't think I've got an album of theirs. Yeah. Um, but their sound was like listening to a CD. They were perfect. Yeah. And my dad always says, since like afterwards now, they were too good. It sounded yeah. too good because you could have stayed at home and listened to the CD. <laughs> There's no place in your dad. <laughs> well, that, that's kind of coming across, isn't it? But, yeah. uh, well, he, he played in bands, hasn't he? So he's always yeah. got, he's, he always says he's got an ear for it. Um, and that's, yeah, separate subject anyway. But um, yeah, the, the, from what I remember of it, they were. They were, the sound was so good, you could have been at home listening to the CD. So there wasn't, they didn't really veer off from the tracks. There was no sort of. Yeah, no, something like, like improvisation or. Yeah. I know what you mean. Just wasn't something really, to make it yeah, a cor- show. Corral the crowd a little bit. Um, mm. There wasn't much of that. It, but then obviously, but they were all fans. So they were there for that reason to watch them, weren't they? So, but I always remember that as being sound wise, one of the. Probably the best gig. It's interesting you had said that though, because like I've again in in no means no way shape perform a professional, no way shape perform a particularly talented musician, but you do get like hypercritical. Yeah. Like yeah. when you've played shows or make music or in some way, shape or form, you you pick up on things and you always become a bit snobbyish about it. Yeah. But I, I used to be a right twat like, when I was earlier, like, <laughs> playing, like playing music. I don't care so much now, but I used to be like, that's not good. But like, <laughs> like whenever, whenever we'd hear like Muse come on the radio or something, my dad would always, the first thing he'd say is for a three piece, they can make a lot of noise. Like things yeah. like that he would say. So he wasn't always critical, but he'd always like, put his own thing on it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, his yeah, own yeah. little review. Or like my mum used to watch X Factor and stuff. And, whenever he was like passing through, he would be like half watching it and on the auditions or whatever, or on the live shows, he'd be like, well, she was a bit flat. (laughs) And then he'd just leave the room. (laughs) Thanks, Simon. (laughs) Um, But as a, as a best gig, it's hard to sort of narrow it down because if you've been to festivals and stuff, you, you've, I'll tell you what my most disappointing gig was, right? And I, I, I want to rectify this at some point in my life. Is Arctic Monkeys because yeah. I saw Arctic Monkeys with you at Leeds Festival. Now I don't know if it was because it was one of their first festivals they did, and they were big off that first album at the time, and they were just everywhere. And mm. but it was just like you'd taken a band that we used to playing in a garage, 
and shoved them on a stage in front of what eighty thousand people at a, at a festival, but they yeah. were still they were still playing at that stage like they were in a garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get that. But as I've seen them now, since then, are different different live sort of gigs on the telly or whatever. It looks like they've got a lot more stage presence, and I really want to go back and see them again. So just so I've got that better memory of them because I really like them as a band. Yeah, they were. I don't. I, they were always kind of like one of my favorite ever bands. They were so I'm, I'm with you on that. They like they had this ferocity about them when they were live, but they didn't. They weren't a particularly good live band, if, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now, I think you've hit the nail on the head. They've got that sh- showmanship yeah. behind them. Yeah. Um, I think it was after they did that. What album was it? What was it called that they did with Josh Harm? Humbug. Was the first Humbug? one. Can't remember. Uh, but you just. You just started seeing um, Alex coming out in his leather jacket and his slicked hair and his sunglasses, and he just had a bit more of a presence about him as a, a front man. Yeah, um, yeah. And and from there on, they've just got better and better from what I've seen of them as, as a live band through the telly. But definitely, I want to go see them again. And then more, more, more recently, I actually treated my dad to go and watch Deep Purple. Oh, nice. A few years ago. Uh, yeah. The original lineup. Um, nice. oh, what was the lead singer's name? Ian Gillen. Ian Gillen, yeah, because he, he left and went off to do Gillen's band, or I think it was. Hmm. Um, Ian Gillen band or something. Um, but it would have been not long after the Manchester Arena bomb, and uh, it was all seated, and we were a bit gutted that it was all seated. And I think the band themselves, when they came out and saw everybody seated, was they made a comment about it. Um, I think it was one of them situations because he he'd always been into Deep Purple. I always remember him being into them, and that's why I'm into them. But he'd never seen them live, so I bought some tickets and took him. It was a good gig, but maybe it was ten years, twenty years too late. Yeah, I mean, he can't... it's always a shame when that when you know the guitarist... you see it on like the Glastow, um Legends set sometimes. Yeah. So like. Clearly, were amazing, but just haven't quite got what made them so special anymore. Yeah, because time gets you. The, the guitarist was Ace, um, and I can't think of his name. I know he's American, but and now I think he's might have stopped playing because he's got arthritis, or he's thinking about stopping. And uh, and Gillen was pretty good. His vocals were pretty good still, but he kept after every song. He'd like he'd go off. He'd go backstage after every song. I don't know if he was going off for a cup of tea or do something else, but and then he'd <laughs> pick me up. Yeah, and then he'd come back out, do another song, and then go off again. Um, that was a big gig because I wanted to, you know, it was me and my dad going again. So as as a kid, I was just talking about all them other gigs. He would have yeah. taken me and paid for that, and I did. It was reverse for him. So I remember my um, my favorite gig oh, go, as well. Go on. Yeah, pure love. Pure um, love. Which is Frank Carter's, you know, from Gallows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His sort of like side project. Ah, and right. like a throwback sort of rock, heavy rock band. But oh my God, true fair, anything that Frank Carter does is always going to be a good show. And I, I wasn't really into the Gallows, but that, and they're not a particularly good band either, but fuck me, they were amazing. We saw them Manchester, I think maybe, or Liverpool, one of the two. Yeah. And then. Saw him again two days later in Chester, like it did with that. Oh, group. right. Yeah. It's just such a good show. And then the, in the Chester one, they had the whole band crowd surf, <laughs> even even the drummer. So I helped the crowd were like holding different parts of the drum kit as he was on someone's shoulders trying to hit oh, someone. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, unforgettable. So yeah, one. Best gig. No, it, it should be, but it took me 20 minutes to remember <laughs> Um, have you got a dream gig a band you really want to see or a band you just missed out on seeing he invited me to go to Dublin to see Tyler Creator oh, yeah. and at the time I wasn't I'm still not a huge Tyler Creator fan but I wasn't a massive one uh, I'm still yeah I wasn't a, I didn't really like him that much then Yeah. so I was like okay weekend in Dublin sounds great but it's a lot of money I'm a bit skin and not that huge of a fan yeah so I was like, I'm just going to give it a miss the reason I'm so fuming about it, though, is because the support him is this new up-and-coming artist called Kendrick Lamar, who I'm now massively wow. into. So to yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I wish I'd gone just so I could have seen the support act 
So that's probably my the one I was closest to, but but missed out on. Yeah, I that hurts. <laughs> yeah, I imagine because now you're going to pay a fortune, and it's not yeah. like, he's not going to come around that often, is he? Probably more chance of catching him at a festival. Mine is Motorhead because I'm. Yeah. I, I wasn't. So my musical influences are like my dad and my uncle a little bit. So my uncle got me into Metallica um, and Iron Maiden and that more metal kind of stuff, whereas my dad's more mm. sort of classic rock um, and Deep Purple, Pink Floyd and all sorts of stuff, really. As I got older, so from listening to Metallica, I, I, start, I went through a stage of like looking at and listening to interviews of my favourite bands that I'm listening to, who did they listen to? And then mm. started listening to them and then listened to who did they? And it just kind of went back through the, the ages of music type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm massive into Motorhead and I'm possibly by a small margin, a bigger Motorhead fan than I am Metallica fan now um, mm. and have been for quite a few years. Um, you got a Motorhead tattoo, haven't you? Yeah, I've got a Motorhead tattoo on just above my knee and I've got a Metallica tattoo on my calf. <laughs> <laughs> my, plan, my plan was I'm going to have a music leg and I'm going to add to it but I'm I'm thinking of some ideas and trying to save some money to add towards that um, <laughs> yeah um, well I was I was thinking more like Iron Maiden see just, just I was gonna, anyway I was gonna have, a leg <laughs> I was going to have the trooper down my calf um, cool. I thought that would look pretty good, but um, the tattoo artist I mentioned it to was like, well, that's a bit of a commitment. And I was like, what does that, what does that mean? All <laughs> <laughs> tattoos a bit of a commitment. <laughs> I don't know if that meant it was going to cost a lot or if it was going to take ages to do. I kind of thought it would be. So anyway, I'd seen, because Motorhead used to tour every year, didn't they? Mm. Um, up, right up until uh, Lemmy died. Um, so I was texting one of our friends, and I was just, I go through sort of every now and again, every couple of months or you know, every six months, I'd be like, oh, I need to go to a gig now. Um, so I was looking and Motorhead popped up. And I think they were in Birmingham or Manchester. Mm. And I was texting my mate and I was like, oh, do you fancy going to see Motorhead? And we were like, yeah. And ummed and ahed about it for some strange reason. I don't even think it was that expensive compared to other bands. Like, So umming and ahing about it for a little bit, a couple of days. Anyway, nothing came of it. didn't book it. A couple of weeks later, he was dead. Oh shit! The motor motorhead is no more. So oh, could have been. would you have would you have gotten to go to the show? Yeah. When you I say would, a couple, so of, couple of weeks, it was maybe a couple of months. It was within yeah. that within that year. Um, he died, and because because one of the things we said was we were kind of umming and ahhing. We sort of said, "Well, they tour every year, so we could go next year and plot, plan it, <laughs> plan yeah. it a little bit better." And then he died, and I was like. I'm gutted. That was just never meant to be, was it? But that's kind of one of the biggest... It's still shitter though, isn't it? I, um, I read yesterday, actually, that, and you may already know this, but when he died, he had his ashes put into bullets and gave them to his, like, some of his mates. Yeah, I read that. That's uh, badass, isn't it? Over the past couple of days as well. That's just yeah. a typical uh, rock and roll thing to do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear them kind of stories nowadays no, with bands, no. do you? <laughs> put, that, put it in your will. Yeah. <laughs> We don't, uh, we don't. We have guns here, Liam. Okay, put me in a Nerf gun. <laughs> <laughs> Load me into that foam that comes out of a Nerf gun. Yeah, a, paint. You put it in a paintball gun, couldn't you? Oh yeah, I'll do. Imagine that popping on you, though. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a dream gig? A few I'd like to go and see. Yeah, when we're allowed to go to gigs next. So that's one of the things on my list is <laughs> I want to. I want to get back to training again martial arts training with, yeah. con- with contact I want to go to the pub with my mates and I want to go to a gig that's my three yeah. things sort of by the end of this ne- this year and into next year oh, I don't there's so many you know this is like all the classic artists that you know I would I would, lo- I would love to have gone see Queen yeah you know which obviously isn't well, I could see Queen now but not not the way I'd like to see them not with Freddie not the same yeah um for like current artists, you know, Kanye West would be, will be up there. It sounds, it sounds weird. I've already seen them once, but the Strokes, like the Strokes are probably my favorite band. Yeah. yeah, I saw them a few years ago at Leeds, and they were great, but it wasn't the full 
for a gig and you know I just yeah. like to go and see a Strokes gig. Yeah. Just they were like, yeah, the is this it album? Yeah. I used to love just looking at the album because if you've not seen it, it's just a it's a naked woman from the side. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is a sexy album. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, for whatever reason, I gravitated towards listening to it, and it's kind of like it's still just that one that's you know I can I'll listen to that a, a few like just on repeat for a couple of weeks at a time a few yeah. times a year yeah, yeah those first albums in particular like, you know it's something you just keep coming back to yeah so but then there's I mean there's so many artists that yeah. I'd like to see but I think of all time probably someone like Queen would have been would have been nice go the Live Aid one just because Sarah's there yeah yeah well and you could see everyone else as well yeah <laughs> um, yeah I think the, the Motorhead one is the one that sticks out that I missed out on and then since then, I've kind of said to myself, like, if if a gig comes up of a band I really want to see, I'm not saying no this time, I'm just doing it, which yeah. was part of the reason why I took my dad to watch Deep Purple because they probably weren't going to do another one. Um, and over the past couple of years, we actually booked tickets to with, with a friend of the same friend that was going to go with me to Motorhead. And uh, we were going to go see Ozzy Osbourne. And he cancelled the gig because he wasn't well. Yeah. Or he had some sort of infection in his finger or something. So we had to cancel the gig. And then I, I, I'm so invested in this this Ozzy Osbourne thing. I really hope you get to go because oh, man, it's, how many times it's been two back. it's been two years, I think. So he, he he had some sort of infection and he had to stop his tour early when he was still in America. And then mm. there was talk of it was going to be rescheduled. We just kept the tickets, we didn't want the refund, kept the tickets in a drawer. Then he had a fall and damaged his neck or something that was a pre-existing injury. So you don't need to, your neck to be a singer. Just go with yeah. it. So he had to cancel his, the rest of the tour, and it was going to be last year, I think. And then obviously COVID happened, so he couldn't tour then. So then it just keeps getting postponed, and he's getting older, and he wasn't in the best physical oh, shape no. at the, the time <laughs> I bought the tickets. But I feel kind of invested in it now. We said no. We're not going to have a refund. We want to go see the gig. We'll keep the tickets and we'll go. But now it's, yeah. it's going to be almost three, maybe four years on. I don't, don't know how good. I don't I've know how full confidence is going to happen. That guy, he's not dead already. I know, yeah. I don't, I don't know how good the gig's going to be when I'm there. But I mean, you could just say you've been to see Ozzy Osbourne, can't you? And as a yeah. a 30-year-old bloke. Um, it's a pretty cool thing to have off your bucket list. Yeah. I mean, because we, we're <laughs> not... Especially the people our age as well, because the... The Osbournes was on when we were younger. Everyone knows, like, whether you're interested in yeah. music or not, everyone yeah. knows what, a, like, a symbol of metal he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we'll, you know, appreciate him as a musician or not. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, like, I don't know, it's like saying you've seen Motorhead. Yeah. <laughs> then, so you got to have one of them. And then the, and then the other big one is Metallica. Um, Metallica and or Iron Maiden. I think before Iron they... Maiden. Before they move into the sort of motorhead Aussie realm of being slightly past it and slightly too old, yeah. I want to I want to try and catch them sooner rather than later because they're still young enough and decent to play. So they're the ones I'm kind of looking out for, but they're they're always dead expensive. Yeah. Um, that's the problem with these like arena bands. Yeah, now that's the, obviously the dream, but yeah, I don't know. They're expensive. We're gonna see. Um, we got tickets to see Stormzy. Yeah, which, which is one of my, I'm not a huge. I I like what I heard, but I like him. But I'm not a huge, huge fan. But he's just that big of an eye. So when we managed to get tickets, we're like, okay, let's just yeah, let's go. Because yeah. like you said, I said I want to go to a gig. Yeah, I'd, I was thinking a festival at first, but I. How long ago was it we went Leeds? Is it ten years, a eleven long years? Long time. The prices have gone up a lot. <laughs> Shit. So I don't even know if it's not 150 quid for the whole weekend anymore. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't even know if I'd want to pay that much now, but I do want to go to a gig or a festival. That's my plan. As soon as we're able to, and we can all, maybe we could all go mm. and do one together or something, or a couple of us. Um, yeah, that's the plan. So thanks for, thanks for coming on and doing the music episode. The first oh, thanks one. for having me. If, um, oh, you, me, I'll tell you what gig we can all go. Go on. Two seconds. We should we should all go to Bank Holiday Weekend in August, the twenty 
Sunday the 30th of August, get yourself down to Chester at Alexander's. They're, they're doing like a day festival. That's already a good, a good crack. And you never know. You might see Young Decades there. Are, are Young Decades playing? They are Young Decades are playing. But there's other good bands on probably too. It's the day, that's the day after my son's birthday. Yeah. And yeah, and he'll be due at school the next day. But remind me, and I, I might try and make it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thanks for having me. I've had, I've had a well good time. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been good. Um, if we maybe do it it's again at some point. Yeah, so do I, anybody who's listening, if you want to tell them where they can find you, the band, the podcast. Well, if you like the things I say, you can find me on Twitter at Real Liam Downey. You can find the podcast on Twitter at LTAN for Norman Pod. Um, you can find us on YouTube at Let's Talk About Nothing. Or if you want to hear the good stuff, then listen to the band, and that is just go on youngdecades.com or search Young Decades anywhere. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, whatever. And check us out. Nice one. Thank you for having me. All right, mate. We'll finish it up there. <laughs>